having faith is a good thing, but keeping your faith is way more powerful. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life After Addiction. Chitty, we got a good one today. Man. We got a good one. We got a guest today. We got a great guest today. It is the second time being on the podcast, man. Very grateful. Um, this time, this time, it's a lot different circumstances than last That's time. That's right, man. it is. Uh, and so we're going to get into it. Today's guest is Jared Flash Gordon. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing well, doing man. Doing well. Doing well. So last time we talked to you, man, the, the flying headbutt had just occurred with Bobby Green. Uh, and I was, uh, I'll say it for you, I thought it was intentional. Uh, you've been more kind over the months. Um, but, man, that, all, that, that fight came on the brink of, by decision, losing to Patty Pimblett, which no one on the planet thought that you lost that fight. Then you come into this one, you start hitting with some big shots, and all of a sudden the flying headbutt comes. And, man, it was a dark season for you. It was like all things were kind of wearing on you. I could re- we were talking kind of some back and forth, praying for each other. But, man, what a hard season. And then – against a silver medal Olympian. Mm. You go into your hometown and the biggest, the mecca of arenas in Madison Square Garden, and you knock a dude out in the first round. How did that feel, man? What redemption over the season? Uh, It was, it felt great. It was much needed also, you know? Yeah. Uh, Just for like mental, my mental state, my emotional state. Um, I didn't like, my wife was like, at one point, she said, like, what happens if, you know, something happens? And I'm like, she said, what are you going to do? How are you going to react? And I was like, honestly, I really don't want to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it happens, you know, I'll have to deal with that then. Uh, but I was, like, in this mind frame where I was like, this isn't going to happen, you know? That's not going to happen. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and-, and, you know, I finally got a pretty big break. Um, I don't want to call it a break, though, because I worked for it. Yeah, you, know? you worked hard for I, it, yeah. I, it's not like, oh, like, I got a lucky break. Like, that's not how it happened. Like, you know, God and hard work is what gave me that. And, uh, you know, it's like, finally, I'm at a point where I think people are like, oh, wow, this is pretty good, you know? Well, I think they've known that, man. I think they saw yeah, that no, in, the, in, the Pimlet, in the Pimlet fight. I think most yeah. people, I don't most know, I think... I think people in your space probably aren't going to come out and say they thought Bobby Green's was intentional. But if you go back and watch, man, you were starting to hit him with some heavy shots, and he yeah. does something that I've never seen a fighter do. Yeah, I, mean, I, won the, I was winning that fight. Yeah. yeah. Down, and then that happened. And, uh, but, and you know. Another thing fine. that people don't know is after the Bobby Green fight, before the Mark fight, you had another one booked, and UFC pulled yes. it. Like, And so, I mean, you were yeah. just, it was just – Boom, just boom, just just constantly hitting you one thing after another. And I want to pull something up real quick. Uh, It's your post-fight, just the joy, man, the post-fight after beating Mark in the first round of Madison Square Garden. We're going to play just a couple seconds of it, uh, and then I want to talk to you about it for just a second. So here it is. Here you guys go. Congratulations on an excellent victory, and congratulations on overcoming that bad luck streak that you went through in your last two fights. 
Uh, first off, all glory to God, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Second off, I grew up in the city, New York, New York. You made me a story of Queens. Stand up. My grandfather fought in the stadium four times. I used to shoot heroin in Penn Station underneath this building. Now I'm fighting in it and knocking guys out. You can do anything you want if you put your mind to it and have a little faith in God. And so the first thing that you did, man, you thank God and your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You went on to talk about your granddad had four boxing fights in this very arena. But, man, one thing, this show is called Life After Addiction, and every opportunity you get, man, you are an advocate for recovery. And in the octagon next to Joe Rogan, you talk about your struggle. You said below Madison Square Garden I was shooting heroin, Mm. and now I'm fighting here. And then you called out, you called for a top 15, which I do believe you should get. Man, tell us about that. What, what a mindset for you to, to praise God, but also, man, talk about something you're passionate about with recovery. I appreciate you using your platform, man. Talk about that moment and just the joy you felt over all the things we just described. Um. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Yeah, it was... It was just the way I pictured it. I knew I was going to win. And, you know, winning like that was great, though, obviously, to have a win. Like, a, you know, it's a little bit of a statement, yeah. you could say. And, you know, showing that I deserve to be there. I'm a, I'm a vet, and I deserve, um, you know, bigger fights. You know, like, sometimes you win fights, and they might not be excited, and, and they don't really – you know, they're like, yeah, all right, you won, but that shit was boring. Excuse my language. Um, you know, they might not give you a top 15, but I think coming off a win like that definitely will propel me to that point. And then, yeah, like I trained down the block from Madison Square Garden for years at Henzo Gracie's, which is literally two blocks away, like on the corner. Um, so, you know, I used to get high over there and – my grand, like you said, my grandfather fought there. I was, I was born in Manhattan, so you know it was just full circle, man. Yeah, and yeah, it was amazing. It was an epic moment, dude. Like, yeah, there dude. was a moment. There was a point where you know after we fight, whether you win or lose, you know you go do. If you win, you do all the interviews. You, you know, everyone's you know happy for you. If you lose, you just go see the doctor, and then it's time to go home. There's nothing after. There's no unless you're like the main event. They'll do interviews with you and stuff. But when you lose, it's just, I right, see you later. Thanks for coming. You know, type of thing. 
Um, so all the hype and the interviews, I was doing interviews with everyone and, you know, ESPN and Laura Sanko and like GQ, Matt, you know, it's just awesome feeling. Like, yeah. And I know what it's like to be on both ends of that. You know, you win or you lose. And, you know, then they, they right away are, we got to get you out of here. And they, they make you get in a, like a limousine or a, like an escalator or suburban or whatever. And they drive you back to the hotel. Like you can't stay, like they don't want you hanging around backstage. And there was a moment where it was just me and my coach, one of my coaches, my other coach, Jason, had to corner someone else. So he stayed. All my friends and family were in the garden. They spent a bunch of money to be there. So I was like, don't leave. Like, watch the fights. Uh, you spent all this money. Don't leave because you're not going to go back in. Once you're in the hotel is like 10 blocks away. So if you leave, you're not going back. So my coach was like, you want some pizza? And there was this, I'm like, hell yeah. So. New York he went, pizza. He's like, I'll be right back. He went and got a bunch of pizzas. And I was just sitting on my bed in the room by myself. And we're on like the 28th floor in Times Square. So all those big TVs, like the humongous advertisements. My window was huge and I could see everything in Times Square from my window. And I'm sitting there on the bed and I'm like, like, a, you know, alone, very like, kind of like a God moment, you know, where I was like, I was like, wow, like, I, I did it, you know, like I made like God, God made it happen. I just put the, the footwork in, you know? Yeah. And like sitting on that bed and like looking at the TVs, no, you know, no TV on, it was silent. I, was, I wasn't staring on my phone. It was just really like surreal to think like the whole year, that had happened before and you know, everything that I've gone through in my life to be sitting there in that moment was like, wow, I just won my first round knockout over an Olympian in Madison square garden in my hometown in front of all my friends and family, everyone watching. Amazing dude. Like I put in that feeling. It was like, it's like so powerful and uh, bro, it's all. Yeah, dude, I got goosebumps. That was oh, it. Yeah. It was an incredible fight card, man. But I was most, I guess, because we kind of gotten to know each other a little bit. But I was yeah. most looking forward to watching your fight, and I was so proud for you, man, and so happy for you. Um, it was incredible. It was incredible, and I could just, I, I guess, just because I've, I've known your story, I know what you've just gone through over the last year. Um, I know that you never stopped training. I know that you've had the positive out. And I know that you're a, a huge advocate for recovery, man, which we've both gone through. And that the world needs to hear that because they constantly hear that they are this. They're always going to be this. You only can be in remission and do this and this. And you're out here knocking dudes out in Madison Square Garden and then being vocal about, hey, man, that wasn't always the case. I used to do this. You could be this. You could change your life. And, man, I'm just so happy for you. I will say this because I think I know who you're kind of wanting. I saw your Instagram. You uh, chopped up a few of those heavy shots on Bobby, and you called him out. You think you'll get that fight? Not well, depending on what happens next weekend. I guess. Yeah, he just got called into one, didn't he? Well, he was supposed to fight Dan Hooker, and Dan pulled out, and now he's fighting Jalen Turner. That's right. Short notice. That's right. So depending on how that goes, if he wins, I I probably won't fight him because he'll be moving up. You know. Um. If he loses, maybe, yeah, that's a good rematch. 
What if Patty loses? Would you fight him again? Would you want to fight him again? Or you kind of move past that? Because I think you won. I think everyone I knows you won. Coming off a loss, I want to fight someone coming off a win. Yeah, yeah. We don't match the winners with the losers ever, unless you're like a rank, like a number one or number two or three guy or something. Yeah, that's right. If you're, you know, coming up or whatever, it's winners versus winners, losers versus losers, because they're trying to advance people or they're trying to, you know, weed people out. Like if you're on a two fight losing streak. You're not going to fight a guy that's coming off a win. You're going to fight another guy coming off a loss. And if you, you know, you got to win now if you're on a two fight losing streak. Otherwise, you're probably gone, you know? Yeah. Um, so, no, I'm always, you know, I'm coming off a big win. I got to fight someone coming off a win. And hopefully, it's a ranked guy. Uh, maybe Hanato Moicano. Yeah. Because I think he was supposed to fight Jalen Turner. He's ranked number 14 or something like that or 15. So, um, See what happens, man. That's like, that's the goal: get ranked, get keep going as high as I can, and the, obviously the goal is to be the champion, you know. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I think no one would ever think that I would win a championship, but I know God can help me win a championship. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. But like, that's that's obviously the goal, and you know, the bigger the fights I get, the more popular I get, the more people I can help. So that's really the. That's really where it's at, you know? Yeah, and just for our – and I'm going to let you jump in here in just a second. But just for our audience has is, is, is grown quite a bit since since we last had you on. Um, it's not huge, but for us it's it's a good number. And so they're not all – I'm sure they're not all fight fans and understand. So so a couple things. So number one, his last opponent, we keep saying an Olympian. He's actually a silver medalist, Olympian in wrestling. Uh, his, his name Mark Madsen. He knocked him out in the first round. To be an Olympian one – People train their entire lives for sometimes one Olympics to medal gold, silver, bronze in the Olympics. Man, that's what dreams are made of. Yeah. So, the, so that's the type of competition. Number two, to be in the UFC alone, you're you're the most elite combat athlete, I would say, fighter in the world. Top one percent, would you say? Less than one percent, would you say, Jared? Definitely less than one percent of the world. Yeah. 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 And so so don't do what you're about to do. I know what you're about to do. But but to have you on, man, it's an honor to even to even know that that the eliteness, I just want the listeners to know that what he does, no one else can do. Um it's not easy, it's dangerous. Um, man, you're always training. There's not an off season for fighters like there is in basketball and baseball and football and things like that. Uh, and so that's, that's what a fighter is and a UFC fighter is. Yeah, I would just say, man, it's such a beautiful and inspiring story. I mean, from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs. Like you said, you were born and raised in Manhattan. Your grandfather was a boxer. I think you said his professional record was like 38-3 and three from yeah. shooting heroin in Penn Station under Madison Square Garden to training, you know, blocks down from Madison Square Garden, then to fighting in that arena and winning by knockout in the first round. That's got to be the most incredible feeling in the world. And not only that, but just giving – all the praise and the glory to Jesus Christ and your relationship with him and magnifying that relationship on a stage like that. And then it was awesome to hear you say that you had that God moment in your hotel room when you're just overlooking 
um, <clears throat> the city, that's got to be incredible. What is something you feel like you've learned maybe through all this? You know, the good, the bad, the trials, and then to be in your hometown fighting in front of your home fans, your home crowd, your family and friends, and then coming out victorious. What's something, you, a lesson you learned maybe along the way? The biggest thing that I've learned was probably, you know, to ha- having faith is a good thing. But keeping your faith is way more powerful. That's deep. Wow. That's good. Everybody, you know, anyone can have faith. Yeah, you know, maybe that will work. Maybe it will work. I have some faith. But, like, keeping your faith through the the good and the bad. Because when you're low, man, you got nothing else sometimes, right? Besides God. And, you know, you might know him, but if you don't trust in him, then the miracles don't happen, you know? Oh, and that's been my biggest takeaway, dude, is that I just got to keep the faith. Man, that's such a strong word because everyone says praise God on the mountaintop, you know, but can you true faith, only true faith says praise God in the valleys. And it's like you said, just still trusting him despite my exterior circumstances. True faith is able to say praise God even in the valleys, regardless what's going on. Yeah. What is it? uh, Perseverance produces steadfastness there's one scripture i forget it's uh embrace romans 5 consider I it joy when we face trials of various kinds that's one of them yeah, yeah. yeah all those scriptures man yeah, all of them but, yeah rejo- rejoice rejoice in god when you're dealing with you know crap basically yeah yeah <laughs> that's the hardest thing to do man i can't blame someone for being mad when things don't go right how can i be upset like oh you have no faith i get it because i've been there Oh, God's fake. It's all fake. It's all bull crap. Why is this happening to me? And then like down the line, you're like, oh, it'll, it all had to happen this way, you know? Yeah. And man, I'll, I'll testify that, like I said, he checks in on me every now and again, I'll check in on him. And every time, even through the storm of a season, every text is trusting in God. I mean, he's real about what he's feeling, but he's like, I'm trusting in God, putting my head down, you know, putting my chin down and going. Every time he mentioned that he's trusting in God. Mm. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that scripture I think you were referring to, it's one of my favorites as well. Romans 5, verse 3 through 5, it says, Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Yeah, amen. And it's a beautiful thing. You know, we have a pastor here at our ministry. He talks about exercising that faith muscle. Um, and it's got to be exercised. And you only exercise it by trusting the Lord, by being put in difficult, uh, you know, situations and circumstances and saying, God, I choose to trust you. Yes, sir. And that's, that's where it's at, man. That's, where it's, that's really where it's for, for, for anyone. You're an addict. You're a business owner, you're an athlete, you're a mother or father, whatever it is, you know, it's for every person. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's good. You got anything else you want to ask him as we wrap up? Man, uh, good luck to your next fight, whoever they give you. Are you going on vacation? I saw in your post-fight interview, you said you wanted to, but if they were going to yeah. call you. We're waiting to see. We might go to Japan. Oh, You'll end up We've training Europe, in Japan. You'll end up training been, in Japan. Don't act like you're not going to train. <laughs> my wife's been uh, all over Europe. I've been around Europe. So, you know, we've been all over South America. So we're like, let's go to Japan. Like, 
I'm dying to see Japan, man. That's cool. That'd be awesome. I'm just waiting on someone to get back to me. Hopefully we'll know soon. Uh, But I'm going to Vegas for the Leon Edwards, Colby Covington fight. And then I think I might have wrist surgery, actually. Mm. I'll know tomorrow morning. Well, I'm definitely having surgery, but I'll know when tomorrow morning. Um, So, but it's only fast. It's only six week recovery. So not really a big deal, but um, yeah, that's it, man. Do you call fights? You do not feel comfortable calling fights. Like if I asked you who you got, who you think, what do you got with Leon and Colby? I think Leon wins. Really? I mean, he's hot right now for sure. Listen, Colby can wrestle and, and we've seen Leon struggle. He did really well with Kamaro in the last one. And I'm sure he's only getting better. And I know that he hates Colby Covington, so he's probably very motivated. Um, and That tank, though. I still think Leon wins, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, just on, he's on the streak, man. He's motivated right now. He just beat Kamaro twice. Like, how much more confident can he be, you know? Yeah, I just think – I think Colby comes out with nothing to lose, man. This is probably his last shot to get a yeah, get a title. Sure his last shot. And yeah. yeah no, I think either of them could win, but I yeah. think that – it's a great happen. fight. Great fight. So, all right. Hey, man, I got one more thing, and this is humorous. This is joking, so I hope you have a sense of humor. Uh, Chitty, my co-host here, one day, probably about six, seven, eight months ago, we were just talking fights because we love UFC. And he was trying to be cute, and he goes, man, Holly Holmes would whoop you in a street fight. Hundred percent, and hundred percent, and Jared, I'm six foot four, three hundred pounds, man. Please and, speak truth to him, Jared. Uh, please, please. Listen, I, think, I think you would have a really tough time. Come on, man. But if you grab her and hurt her, you know you could hurt. Yeah, you could win. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm nothing against her. She's incredible. Definitely moves. Way better than you do. <laughs> yeah, he would be gassed in 15 seconds. He's really tired. And, like, you know, even if you took her down, she knows what she's doing on the floor. So it's like you would have a very tough time. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I agree. Chance. She reads the streets, man. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? I agree. I just, if I get she my hands on her, if I get, and he keeps saying she's going to kick me in the head, and I say, man, I'm sick. I think she would definitely, I think she would have way a very big advantage. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna cut all that part out. Thank you. We're gonna, Thank cu- you. we're gonna cut all that part out. From a UFC fighter himself, I think this debate has been settled. We're gonna edit it because he said that I have a good chance. And, and you were being polite. I think you know deep down she would body him. Listen, dude. <laughs> Listen, dude. I'll get my hands on her. Yeah. I, I, one, I'd never hit a woman. I'd never fight a woman. But this is a hypothetical situation. If I get my hands on her. Anyways, let's move on. Jared, man, I know you're a busy man. I am blessed with you and thankful for your time here. I'm thankful. Do you have a message you want to say at the end here to anybody, the, the, the cause that you have, anything like that? Um, if you're struggling, you can reach out to me. I'm on Instagram at Jared Flash Gordon, Twitter, J Flash Gordon MMA, Facebook, whatever. Uh, yeah, man, if you're struggling, hit me up. Yeah, go support this dude. Go follow him if you're not. And he's not joking. He will – He'll try to follow up. He really does. And so go follow him. Go support him. He is he is one of the good ones, guys. Jared, man, thank you so much for your time. God bless you. And that's life after addiction. You better believe it. Come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net.
That's S, the number two, L.net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit S2LRecovery.org. That's S, the number two, LRecovery.org. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.